Welcome to The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. Together, we will journey through self-discovery and fulfillment in life. Here's your host, Jan Jones. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to The Good Good Life. I am your host, Jan Jones, and I am so excited to be with you today. I am extra pumped up because I have an incredible guest and uh, I can't wait for you to meet her. She is uh, going to be joining us shortly, but you all know I want to hear you say it loud and proud. I am awake, alert, alive, enthusiastic. Yes, indeed we are. Oh, let's take a breath. Let's enjoy this moment. You have tuned in to find a little inspiration, maybe a little laughter, maybe just some heartfelt conversation. And I hope that we deliver on all of those expectations today. And I feel like we will, because I'm going to tell you, I am not going to lie. I've actually had a rough couple of weeks but I am so motivated to be with all of you every single week. And I am honored, honored, honored beyond words that you choose to tune in and spend this time with me. I want everybody to claim this. Something good will happen to me today and something good will happen through me today. So I want to introduce, without any further ado, I want to read a little bit about my guest. Her name is Edie Hand. And I got to tell you, I have gotten to know this fantastic woman, and I cannot wait to spend even more time with her. But she is a true inspiration, and she is a true example of paying it forward. I mean, her whole mission and purpose is really to help the world and help people. And she has written books and she has started programs and she has television shows and everything else under the sun. So I want to read just a little bit about who Edie is, and then we're going to talk to her. Edie Hand is a businesswoman, speaker, media personality, filmmaker, international author, and mom. She has authored or co-authored over 25 books. The Edie Hand Foundation's brand, Women of True Grit, encourages women to share their stories and passion from the trials they face all the way to the triumphs. Edie has partnered with Sinclair Broadcasting of Birmingham, Alabama to share Women of True Grit vignettes through a television series. She has starred in national commercials, daytime television soaps, hosted national TV programs, and developed several radio shows and vignettes across the country. She was the CEO of a full-service ad company, Hand in Hand Advertising, in Birmingham and Daphne, Alabama, for over 30 years. 
In recent years, she has partnered with her Hollywood actor businessman son, Lincoln, to form Hand in Hand Entertainment to continue her writing for film, television, radio, and podcasts. Edie also founded the Edie Ham Foundation over 15 years ago in memory of her three young Blackburn brothers to help pay life forward with acts of kindness to others with broken hearts. Edie is a four-time, four-time cancer survivor and understands living with chronic illness, but also finds the grit to keep moving onward and upward, she learned how to turn hard things into beautiful situations. Edie, welcome. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, you know, you you reading all of that. Oh, my gosh. I'm not, I think about how seasoned I am, but also how blessed I am, you know, that oh. I'm still here and I get to meet wonderful young people like yourself. Well, we are the ones that are so blessed. And, you know, I want to go ahead and tell our listeners, I know that we are focused on stories of women of true grit, but I don't want any of our male listeners to uh, turn away or to stop listening because all of this inspiration is for all people. We just have a focus today on all of these amazing women, including Edie that she has met through her seasoned life, as she put it, and how she has really brought all of this together. Mm -hmm. And I love, Edie, the fact that you called your book, and we're going to get into this book in just a minute, Women of True Grit. You know, I don't feel like we hear that word enough, grit. And, and you gave this an acronym, Great Resilience is trans. And I want to read one paragraph that is in the very beginning of the book, because I think this is really kind of the foundation of what grit can do as far as this transformation. So what she wrote in the book is a piece of grit or maybe even a little piece of sand inside an oyster shell transforms over time into a beautiful pearl. And so it is for women of true grit who persevere through life's irritations and navigate through hard things to turn them into beautiful situations. So Edie, yes. tell us about your grit and just the life that you have led and, and all of the valleys and the peaks, because I know that you are all about other people and that outward focus and finding great inspirational stories. But your story is inspirational. And I want our listeners to know a little more about you. Do you mind sharing some of your life's journey? No, I'm, I'd be happy to. Thank you, Jan. You know, I, I use the metaphor of a pearl. Uh, and I learned this from my grandmother, Alice, when I was just a young girl in rural northwest Alabama a little cute little place. It was nestled there, and I used to enjoy so much riding my horses in the afternoon with my three young brothers, uh, David, Terry, and Philip. And I think that was the setting for me, was in an area of people cared about people. 
Uh, we might be in a little, little rural community, maybe not over 200 people were there, but everyone knew everyone. And we also had a, a country grocery store and there was another country. And we would ride our horses up, my three brothers and I, to this little corner and tie them up and ride on the sign, plum, burnt, plum out, because nothing was happening in burnout. And we had a lot of fun playing pranks on people and what I remember most was that I got to grow old, young with my brothers because um, we would dream on the mountains of what we wanted to be. For people to understand the story of great loss is that um, I wanted to grow up and be, I told them I was going to be a writer and a movie star. And uh, they said, oh, yeah, when you get your mansion, give us a call. And they, they, David wanted to be a race car driver. And Terry wanted to be an architect and build buildings and houses like my dad's dad was a builder. And my youngest brother, Philip, wanted to be, he said, I think I'm going to grow up and write country music songs and get all the girls like our cousin Elvis, because our, our grandmothers were sisters from the Elvis Presley family that I come from. And so we grew up around all this greatness. And so we would laugh about, oh, yeah, okay. Now, I had a younger sister that came along later, um, and uh, she was, I'm like 15 years older than her, but these three boys and I established wonderful storytelling time in the afternoon. My horse was named Trigger after Roy Rogers and Dell Evans. My brother David named his horse Tonto after the Lone Ranger, and uh, my uh, youngest brother, um, my other brother, Terry named his horse Polly because he was in love with our Avon lady. And then, you know, I threw Philip on the back with me. When you have that kind of connection, mm. it was hard for me when I went away to college. Um, at that time, it was Florence State University. And because um, I, you know, I graduated over 50 years ago. But the beautiful thing about it was um, he was starting to school, took some night classes and worked at Sunshine Mills and which was the, and then the you know Allegro Motor Homes eventually came there but he was killed one night in a car accident at 19 years old it was devastating mm -hmm. for me because he was my best friend we had a little house near campus together and um, my life was never the same I was a senior in college and um, honestly I had I lost myself for about a year um, 10 years later, my youngest brother, Philip, was killed in an automobile accident at 23. Watching my mother give up her boys was hard because I was giving her up, too, because she never came back. And then my other brother, Terry, um, had an aneurysm in the middle of the brain. And then there was a tumor. Um, so we care gave for him for seven long years. My mother, my sister a few special people in his life. Um, there were hard times, very hard times during that period. And it's hard to understand when someone is going through all these, but he had a brain surgery that went bad and um, was even harder for him. But I remember telling him stories and holding him in my arms as he was dying because um, I, I told him to let the horses run as he was dying because he loved his horses so much. So I say we 
I understand hard things. That's one thing in my life. I understand betrayal. I understand about investing in things and investing in people and they can hurt you. And, um, but what I've learned from my hard things is that some things are, takes longer to forgive, but forgiving is the key because if you don't forgive the others win. And I, I learned to put my pearls on because my grandmother said I could do hard things. And she said, when you go through life, Edith, you're going to go around some roads that you just don't think you can get around those curves. And sometimes you're going to fall in some old mud holes and you, you're just going to have to get yourself up and wash them off. And then she said, but remember, no matter what happens, there'll always be another ride. And I wrote a ride series of novels with my dear friend, Don Keith, um, that I shared those. And I'm hoping one day, if I get to before I leave this world, that I'm able to create the film of love and of kindness of what it was like growing up in rural Alabama, watching people you love, sudden death to long-term pain. No one knows unless they go through suffering what suffering is. Unless you walked a mile in someone's shoes, you cannot understand. I have seen many things by this time of my life. I've given up my mother now. My, she died of a broken heart. My father, my three brothers, and my sister's dealing with a tough illness now. And I live with this chronic illness. And I tell you, I just get up every day and say, fine. I got to find something good in this day. Yeah. And I, I can tell you that I have a sword that I found one night. And um, I use that to slay my demons. I tell people the demons come for me at night because they want to mess with my head. Maybe I didn't make the right choice. Maybe you didn't make the right choice in your life. Uh, but if you learn to slay those demons and say, get away from me and my faith in saying, Jesus, you have to take this wheel from me and this ride because I don't know how to do it. Mm. And so that is why I understand that is a little piece of it. But I have had so much joy sprinkled in my life. I've been privileged to walk on the shoulder of many wonderful men that have helped me along my career from the late great Buddy Killen that was from Florence, Alabama, that published Elvis's Heartbreak Hotel. He made his first millions and he knew I was cousins. And we had also a, I, I've met men in the corporate world, entertainment world. I lived in Manhattan a while. I did the soaps. I've, um, I probably missed my calling. I should have been an old Broadway hag, but I can say that I love life. And what I love the most is getting to see where this has all taken me today into building self-esteem for children. I did a book with my friend, Dr. Judy Kuriansky in New York, and we, she's a clinical psychologist. And we did this book on with just a few, two or three chapters. And, and I love that. And what has led me to this Women of True Grit is because I thought in this season time, my legacy would be is to leave other women's voices and help mm -hmm. them to shine 
and to know they're not alone in this world and that none of us are. And we do feel it sometimes because we're human. Yeah. And so I hope that gives a little insight into who I am and where I've been, but I know how to take my tools of marketing. I think I'm as good as any in the country and I take my brand to celebrate life and the community. You know, communities don't make people. People make communities. Uh, so brilliant. Oh, absolutely. That is that is such a profound statement that communities don't make people. People build communities. And I mean, as far as the insight into who Edie Hand is, Oh my goodness. I mean, and I know we are scratching the surface of your life, but the the suffering and the loss that you have experienced and and yet what, what I hear so many amazing messages just in that brief testimony of what you have endured and the fact that you choose to focus on, okay, I got to find something good today. And, and I, I, I feel the same way as you about that. We get more of what we focus on, right? And if it's we are so focused, true. yeah, if we're focused on the beauty, on the blessings, on the good, on the, the innate goodness of others. And I love the, the story and just the, the true resilience your grandmother instilled in you about those pearls, you know, clean up, look your best, put those pearls on and have that sword every single night to slay those demons. Edie, I think we can all relate to demons that can just haunt our mind yes. and they can fill our heart and and we do not give them power over us right we don't as people they know our weaknesses they know they our do they and do so they'll and come I, for you they'll come for you and find them and you know what i see and hear from you too is i want to say it is support like at this season of life links my own, i have one precious son you know that lives in los angeles links an working actor his beautiful wife's a singer songwriter uh he's been there over 20 years um but what i he calls me every day sometimes twice a day and i am his listening box and i also know that i can lean on him if i need to and you know his father died over 10 years ago with cancer, uh, lung cancer. Um, so it's hard when you get down to where there's just a few. But, you know, my sweet sister, I, I'll tell the others, is she has two beautiful daughters. One has two young girls that are 8 and 11. The other daughter has a little boy that's 8, and they call me Edel. And they say, we have a nana, we have a grandmother, and we have an Edel. <laughs> oh, I love so that. I, so I get to be a part of their lives. They ride horses, mm -hmm. the girls do, which is awesome for me. And the little boy's a baseball player and he dances when he gets on first base and he makes fun of my laugh. I have this historical big laugh. 
And it's like Phyllis Diller, you know, because I got to meet Phyllis. She was in one of my first books and I used to do her impersonation. So they they get in the grocery store and if people hear this, "Ah, ah, 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 ah," they go. Edel would do this, you know, and so, you know, and I do this with a boa. We have tea parties and they say, Edel would say, hello, darling. How are you today? So they. I am fun for them and I'm their Mm -hmm. movie buddy. So I tell you, you look for something of joy. And if I need to be brightened, I just call one of those little children and they remind me that somebody likes that I'm here. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's so important that we all know that somebody likes that we are here. And if any listeners out there are wondering who that is for you, then look no further Edie and I both love that you are here. And I just have to interject, everyone. Are y'all picking up on the fact that Edie's cousin was Elvis Presley? (laughs) I mean, this this could be a whole show in and of itself. But I mean, to think that you are from this small town in Alabama and you have traveled the world, you have met incredibly Mm. famous people. You have lived in large cities like Manhattan. I mean, it is so interesting how life will just take us down these roads. And, you know, this is something that I hear in your story. I know in mine, you and I are very kindred spirits. I've lost my father. I've lost my brother and other loved ones along the way. But I'm telling you, uh, I I tell people so often there's so much power in the pivot. And here's the problem with the pivot, though. We don't always get to choose the recalibration that is going on in our life. You know, the things like losing loved ones or losing a job or, you know, uh, going through a divorce, these things that we did not see coming or even want to happen, a very scary health diagnosis, but they force us to pivot. And, you know, sometimes at the end of that, there there's just so much new, amazing strength that we didn't even know we had. And then there are those pivots that we choose, right? Like choosing a new career, choosing to get married, you know, buying a new house, choosing to grow your family and have kids. Like these are other major pivots in our life that we did choose, but they're all hard. They're all difficult and they're hard. And finding your grit and really like having the mindset of determination and boldness. I just love this message, but the whole message of community, I think for women in particular, it can be really difficult to find genuine support. Like women that celebrate another woman's victory and success. Well, there's not a lot of that out there. And I can tell you that, just let you know that, um, you know, people, there's mean girls, there's mean guys. um, There are, and you have to sift those out of your life. I, you know, I'm a good old Southern girl that knows how to make those biscuits. And I can tell you that they, I won't mind to rise, but if somebody's flat on me, I cut them out, just like cutting out that 
biscuit because you learn that as you get older, do not surround yourself by people that are always negative to you. You can have constructive criticism, oh, yeah. but you do not deserve to have someone to put you down. Do not put up with it. Um, I, you know, anyone that's ever been through any type of abuse, of verbal abuse, physical abuse. I, I have people in the book that are have been through domestic violence, some that have lost siblings to watching it happen and be see people murdered in front of them, people that have been kidnapped and raped in front of them, their children. People have no idea the horrors that are out there in this world that have been trafficked. Um, yeah. Do people, I love then when there's wonderful stories of, says, you know, I, I grew up with a mother and father, like in my era upon television of Ozzie and Harriet, which means yeah. that they had a, a idyllic childhood of someone loving and supporting you and taking you to church and taking you on vacations. Some people don't even know what a vacation is. And you know what I'm saying? I've learned that if we can show the tools of how you can have a better life, yeah. one of the things that I can share with your audience is that how did I survive all of that heartbreak, all of those different things, um, betrayal of projects or finances, I tell them that I learned to detach is that I would take myself out of the situation mm -hmm. because I had to, because if I dwelled on it in the mind of the demons, it'll eat you up. And yeah. so I had to detach even to function as everybody was dying around me as to people that I, I made a few bad choices in my life of people to have around me. Mm -hmm. I don't guess anyone listening that hasn't. Yeah. Um, and I haven't always been as sensitive and kind as I should have been. Yeah. I have grown and learned how to be a better person, how to yeah. be a better friend, how to be a better mother, how to yeah. listen instead of always pushing my opinion. Yeah. I, if you learn to be a really good listener, you'll have better friends. Absolutely. And you know what? I think this is going to be a perfect spot to take just a short break because um, I don't want anyone to go anywhere. When we come back with Edie, we're going to talk more about these tools of perseverance. And, and I say a lot, maturity is a lifelong process. And I firmly believe that every single day I can grow. And Edie is living proof that she thrives on knowing she can grow and become better and better and better every day. I'm so inspired by this woman. And when we come back, we are going to talk about this very inspirational book and who she has met along the way, what this movement of Women of True Grit is all about. So everyone, do not go anywhere. We will be right back with Edie Hand. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you ready to ignite your passion and purpose for life? 
Make sure you join Jan Jones each week for the Good Good Life podcast. Each week, Jan will share her expertise and insights into personal development as well as spiritual growth discoveries. From the challenges in the valleys to the victories on the mountaintops, Jan has persevered through all of them with unwavering faith and joy. Life is full of possibilities, and Jan wants to walk with you as you discover those possibilities and unleash your full potential. Rekindle the spark inside of you and rejoice in the good, good life with Jan Jones, where we will all love living and live loving. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. If you have a question or want to share your story with Jan or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888 888- Three four six nine one four one. Now back to the show with Jan. Welcome back, everyone. Oh my goodness, I, I was just—we were talking the whole time during that break, and I was just about to tell Edie. I don't even know how she does all of this amazing work that she does. It is truly motivational, and I want us to hear more about one. She's got so many projects, but one really important one that is just, it has created a movement and it is all based on this Women of True Grit. And she has written a book and we're going to learn a lot more about how you can connect and get the book and go and, and really be part of this sisterhood. But first, I want Edie to tell us about the book. Tell us what your inspiration was, like what sparked in you to really want to start this whole thing called Women of True Grit. Well, it started about 20 years ago and I um, was reflecting on my mother, my grandmother and the things I had learned from them and my very special aunts that played different roles in my life. Um, And so I was like my grandmother and Elvis's grandmother, Minnie Mae, that lived at Graceland. And when I would visit Graceland, we I noticed that Minnie Mae had her pearls draped over her Bible, like my grandmother did. So I do now also have a strand of one of my pearls of my pearls. 
over my Bible. And I asked them, why do you do that? Hmm. And they said, because the pearl is pure, whether it's real or faux, hmm. the word is always pure from our heavenly father. And you remember that, that you'll never be alone as long as you have that strand of pearls over your Bible and you can pick it up and you can open it up and find your way if you're lost. Well, I thought about the different choices I had made in life and my life skills. And I thought, I'm going to put colors with them. It just came to me. And I thought white for starting over, yellow for stains pink for fun, black for all the dark times, silver for wisdom, uh, teal was for leadership, wellness, and that gold was for endurance. And I started finding stories of other people. And that's when I thought I should interview these women. And that's the first book I did of Women of True Grit. I was doing it with a friend of mine in Manhattan that headed up uh, one of the largest uh, radio distribution um, companies in the world. And um, it broke my heart. She got brain cancer and we were not able to complete the book together. Uh, but there was a lady here in Birmingham that I met at a women's luncheon that had been trying to get her book published. It didn't work out the way she wanted to. And it was about women of first. And I, I went to the beach and I was distraught about this death. And um, I thought about it and I called her and I said, look, I can publish your stories. I'll just let's put them together with some of these that I have. So that's how it happened. And the very first book I did with a lovely lady named Tina Savis in Birmingham that was the head of the Birmingham Business Journal. Um, mm. and it was a way for her to share her stories. It didn't take off then. And so I left it alone. Mm -hmm. But I always had in the back of my mind, I would write things about the genuine Pearl Girls. And then I was speaking at St. Jude Children's Research Hospital for a fundraiser. And Terry Thomas, who's in my book, Danny Thomas's middle daughter, the founder of St. Jude, she is also my son's godmother. And we had met through Elvis and the, at um, her Elvis gave his, her father a yacht to raise money for St. Jude. And then we met again when we were more seasoned and at a little restaurant in Manhattan, not in Manhattan, but in LA, I forget where I am in Los <laughs> Angeles, but well, I think it was actually Beverly Hills, but anyway, we, connected i was doing a book on a country music christmas cookbook with it with uh, mm. the late great buddy killing all that said we just became inseparable about it she said look i'll be link's mother of the west and do this but what i learned from that kind of stories with women like her that it was amazing to see that you could how you could turn situations around so she was one of the people that inspired me to continue and so I from that and me speaking at St. Jude I was there and the head of FedEx and his he used to call him his general was uh, Dan Mullally and he was globally the head of sales and the, 
And so he invited me over to their office. Um, he said, um, so tell me about, we love the way you speak. You tell stories. Um, what is women a true grit? Mm -hmm. And I said, this is what I want to do with it. And so I had a one pager with me. This is all I had. And I told my story and they said, you're hired. And I said, what? So they hired me to tell their women leaders around the world from the Netherlands to Hong Kong to um, Memphis, Tennessee, to Pennsylvania. And I told their stories as the FedEx Women in True Grit, which was huge. So there's yeah. over um, almost 600,000 people that work within that company. So there that I'm just saying, what a voice you're able. And then I thought, I need to tell these other women's stories. So it took me two years to gather the stories I picked for this book from the Terry Thomases to someone in your community, like here with Dr. Ann Bishop, that was the um, a school superintendent. And her husband is, is a judge and he's the head of Sanford's law school uh, to Bobby Knight, who is the president of Miles College and was the head of Alabama Powers um, Southern Divisions for over 35 years, to um, Sonny Brown, who's a comedian. Um, I mean, on and on, Dr. Gila Shadahi. Uh, she is from, um, she's with MD Anderson Cancer Center. Um, she's flying in. I'm actually going to be with these ladies next week, uh, her, the Malalis, for 25 women at a private book club and uh, Leanne Tui of the blind side story that's in the book yeah. there. I, I'm doing that with them. I've done things with the NASA women. I interviewed the head of NASA. We did a whole piece with the U S space and rocket center. It has been amazing at the mm -hmm. women that in this book and that the stories that all of that has told is I say that, that's how, and now we have the ebook of it, and I want to do an audio book um, so that my voice um, will go on when I'm not here. And that from this and the conference that I had in April, that over 350 um, women came, we had probably about 50 men, corporate men, and about 100 students. That's a lot of people. And it was at Miles College. But we saw that people left with the two panel discussions of things. They said, we are not alone and we can do anything in life we want to do if we just have some of these tools, which you'd asked me to talk about. And if it's yeah. tool finance, if it's tools and how do you get through deep grief? Um, yeah. How do you go through betrayals? Um so all of this, I am now working with PhDs that are smarter than I am to um, create a curriculum that we're going to start in January. I'll work as an adjunct professor to do things at Miles College. We hopefully through a wellness program with Heal United in Birmingham with Christy Swade. We're going to add it to the um, Bevel. I'm doing things at the Northwest Florida College and then on to Middle Tennessee State University, and I've done Zoom with over 100 students and professors at University of Windsor, Canada. So oh this is goodness. amazing of how this has started. It is a movement of it's kindness. Good. People that are entrepreneurs want to know 
if I start this project, how can I turn it into, if I'm helping other people, but how can I turn this into money? Right. Uh, so that we all got to have money to live. We all we got a light bill. We all got a light bill. And uh, I spent 30 years helping other people brand and make money. So I, I did learn a thing to you. <laughs> yes, you did. You did learn a thing or two. Okay. And, and the thing again, I, 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 w- I just want to dissect every sentence that you share right now. And I know we don't have time for that. But what struck me, Edie, as you were talking about this movement, how the book came about, how the first book didn't really take off. And then you were at the right place at the right time. We were talking before the show that you and I know there are no coincidences. There are just God incidences. But this all started because you felt the nudge in your heart to help one person get their story and their book published. You wanted to help that one person. And from that, and that one didn't necessarily take off. And you sat on it for a little while and you waited And, you know, I I actually did a show on waiting and that's a very difficult thing to do. But look at what waiting did. It opened the door to this massive movement of motivation and inspiration and, and boldness and courage and resilience. Just all of the things that we want in our lives. And you are now just helping everyone find that. And again, it, it started with one act of kindness. And Well, and, and I, I tell you, yeah, it, it's yeah. true. I want to expect to say also how God had led this to a dear friend of mine, Eric Land, who's the vice president, general manager at ABC Sinclair, and they have over 100 markets around the United States. And I went to lunch with him to welcome him back to Birmingham. And he said, what are you doing? And I told him, and he said, wait a minute, you're doing what? And I said, yeah, and I had this idea. I've written these vignettes, and I think I could pull this story from him. Um, you know, I think it'd be great on television. He said, let's do it. And that's how that happened over lunch. Mm-hmm. Now, starting back this fall, that people in the Birmingham area and across the state of Alabama, you'll be able, and you can see it online anywhere in the world, is mm-hmm. Women of True Grit vignettes on Tuesday mornings on Talk of Alabama, on Sunday nights, the 10 o'clock news and we'll have them on my site. And mm-hmm. even globally, we'll have them on the Grit Hub, which is a whole other story. I know you don't have time, but it's grit.ihubapp.org. And people can join and become a part of the sisterhood. I'll share these stories. Your story today with part of this. And, I mean, you're going to be one of my women of true grit. I'm going to tell your story is that this is what relationships are about. I tell them one of the strongest things with all of this is about building relationships if anyone that is young and listening if you want to do great things in life and extraordinary things Mm. you start with getting out there and building your relationships because Mm. i have a rolodex and that's an old-fashioned thing but that is probably that many people would love to have and i i can tell you that i built healthy relationships around the world And um, I know that there's not one area in my life, if I need help, I could call and ask and they would call back. And so if you build healthy relationships, it is important to have that tool. 
And um, this is something that you're that I, I think that people build on that having what we're doing of these messages from mm-hmm. television, from radio, to podcast, to curriculums, mm-hmm. to speaking. I have a conference in Nashville the first week in October, and we're doing a Women of True Grit luncheon um, near Vanderbilt. And I'm going to get to honor the first Alice Award, which she was the first woman to be a director in the United States of film. And it, we're doing an Alice Women of True Grid Award, and I'm going to be able to present it to our U.S. head of the U.S. Space and Rocket Center, Dr. Kimberly Robinson, and raise awareness more of the spirit of film and media from mm-hmm. science, the STEM program. If it's science, technology, engineering, you know, math, yeah, how math. can... And so I see this is all just taking a lot of different arms and I'm so glad to be a part of what you're doing of good, good life, love what you're doing, your love living and you love and you live loving. And I Mm -hmm. see that you have a love around you and women like yourself that have overcome the odds of being a transplant. You had two transplants, right? Double organ. Yep. Kidney and pancreas. Yeah. And look, and I lost a kidney to cancer. I mean, we never know what, who's around us that will make that call and make that difference in our life. And that's part of those relationships of where you are and being there at the right time, because God wouldn't done with you. He wouldn't done with me. I am a, a survivor of numerous cancers and I am, you know, I don't even think about it anymore. If I, I don't, I tolerate pain. And mm-hmm. I tell people, if you, can, if you can detach from things that bother you, then you can tolerate pain because you have no idea what one other person. I've watched people scream and can't get out of the bed. Well, mm-hmm. I might hurt while I want to scream, but I can still keep moving. Mm-hmm. So you have to find a way to put one foot in front of the other. You have to do the same self-talk with yeah. your mind and look in the mirror and in writing the song, we wrote a song together. Um, Ronnie McDowell is um, about women of true grit. If you went to my site, you'd hear about the yeah. music is healing. It's oh, so yeah. healing. And if you've ever gone through long treatments, you and I both understand that. And some of the listeners out there, music can carry you through that. Or listening to positive messages uh, of hope and to yeah. know that there is hope. You don't have to take your life to think I made a mistake somewhere out there, young person. Mm-hmm. We all have made mistakes and we're yeah. none of perfect. Oh my gosh. I've, I've made my, some of the choices I wish I could take back my life would have been different. I might not be hanging out in the backside of nowhere by myself, but I say this, I'm always going somewhere and I'm always with somebody, but <laughs> what we choose to do you know, if change is all there is, choice is what you have. Yeah, it does. And, you know, I, I love that you talk so much about our relationships because I talk a lot about that 
We need to always be building positive relationships and some relationships are lasting. Some are for moments in our life and that is okay, but it's all about the people, the support, the network that we're building. I love your message to all generations, but particularly younger generations of Get out there and put yourself out there, meet people, you know, collaborate, communicate. I mean, these are messages that really help us enjoy this good, good life. And the fact that it is about the, the paying it forward and the skills that we learn. I say this a lot as well, that we do not want to be defined by one moment in our life. You know, those those poor decisions that we have all made, we are not defined by that one moment and we don't want to define others by their one moment of a bad decision, right? We want to embrace, we want to love, we want to forgive um, just so many amazing messages. I, I just, I'm telling you, you've got to make a movie about your life. Who would you want to play you in the movie? <laughs> well, Have you thought now, about it? Oh yeah. You know, I'm in the film business and I, I've I done know, but I want to know who and, you would get to play Edie Hand. Well, in the senior years, I would like Candace Bergen. Oh yes. I can see that. <laughs> in in um in the younger years, someone like a Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Oh, I think that would be amazing. You know, I, I said this when I had um Lou Burdett was on my show. And this is a quote from Lou Holtz that I think is very applicable to your message and what so many people are going through. He said, show me someone who has done something worthwhile and I'll show you someone who has overcome adversity. It's true. And I, and I tell you this, we cannot change our life's circumstances, but we can change how we respond to them. Absolutely. That is so very true. And, you know, I think that when people hear your passion, I mean, this is what you are overflowing with, Edie, is just passion. And it is passion for life. And it is a good, good life. And we can love living and live loving. We don't have to compare ourselves to others. We all have our own individual talents and strengths and the world needs them. And what you're doing, and, and we have just a, a few minutes left, but you are giving people a voice. And I, I, I love that you are doing that. There's so many people that think, oh, you know, other people have suffered. Why would anybody want to hear about my suffering, but also the overcoming of the suffering? Every one of us has a story to tell and we Every want to person. hear, we want to hear all of them. So um, give me a little bit about just why storytelling is so important. And I want you to share with the listeners how they can connect. 
how they can connect okay. with you and what your website is. Okay. Well, I, I tell you this is that if people want to learn more about it, they can go to edhand.com. There's areas about the book, um, events coming up. You'd like to meet me to come out, ask questions. We do storytelling and we do book signings and I bring other people that are a part of it. But storytelling sells. Storytelling um, inspires. Storytelling is hope. Uh, our Jesus was on this earth. He was a storyteller. There's stories in the Bible. Storytelling is powerful. Yeah. Um, and my sisterhood gathering, my uh, friend, Carolyn Hart, who's the president CEO at um, Inspire Hub in Canada, helped to put the site together for me of, and any one of you could join it and you can get a hub. You can be on there of, um, I do it for free of what I do is so that you can join it. It's grit.ihubapp.org. And, you know, and you can see that on my sites. There's links to it. It's easy to get to. And I'll leave your listeners with this, is that I think of life as being the strand that hangs around uh, my neck when I put my pearls on it. I put my different colors of pearls of my different life choices that have given me these stories to share and the uniqueness of every individual that I share their stories of. And I am grateful because like in picking that, I have to have support. Uh, you know, I have great people like from Coca-Cola. I have great people from Alabama Power, the foundations within the companies, Piggly Wiggly, all the different groups that come together for you or for me. It is a community. All of them, these corporations that help anyone out there are coming together because they care about the community they live in. And it is people helping people. And my greatest song of my daughter-in-law, Victoria Renee Hand sings, and you'll hear it on the side, is yeah. Better Tomorrows. Better yes. Tomorrows. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much, Edie. I want You're everyone welcome. go to edhand.com. Look for the Grit iHub where you can join. You can be a part of this community all around the world. Don't forget to check all of that out. And Edie, I am in just so grateful. And my, my soul is so full right now. I mean, Edie makes us want to go change the world and we <laughs> all have the power to do that. So thank you again, Edie. And okay. I hope every one of you out there enjoys this show and you enjoy this good, good life and love living and live loving. We will be with you next week. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. We hope today was meaningful for your personal journey. We'll be back next week. Until then, continue to love living and live loving.